This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today is the National Day of Prayer in the United States, and it's a day of prayer that's been designated by the U.S. Congress. People are asked to turn to God in prayer and in meditation and to ask for wisdom, for comfort, and for strength. And this day of prayer calls on people of all different faiths to pray for the nation, and to pray for leaders. And typically, it's the first Thursday of May each year, and more than 35,000 prayer gatherings take place, and there's even a National Day of Prayer task force, and about 40,000 volunteers, and several million participants, including celebrities who participate. Now, if we go all the way back to 1775, there was a time of prayer that was called in the forming of the new nation of the United States. And in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln called for a day of prayer. On the 17th of April in 1952, President Harry Truman signed a bill proclaiming the National Day of Prayer. And then in 1988, it was President Ronald Reagan who signed into law an amendment which made the first Thursday of every May the National Day of Prayer. And then in 1972, the National Prayer Committee was formed, the National Day of Prayer Task Force, and annually there is a presidential proclamation signaling this day. So I want to talk about What are some topics that might be relevant for an executive business leader so far as prayer? And we're going to use some uh, biblical examples. So I'm thinking about King Solomon. After King Solomon had built the temple, he dedicated the temple to God. And one of the things he said, and it's particularly well described in 1 Kings the eighth chapter, 37 through 43, he says he wanted all people of the earth to be able to come to this temple and to pray to God. Clearly, if God's people came and prayed, he wanted God to hear them. If there was some pestilence on the land, if there was some difficulty that God would hear, that he would respond and that he would fix the situation. Solomon also said he wanted even foreigners to be able to come and pray to the God of heaven, and to have their prayers answered because he wanted all the people on the earth to know who God was and to have a reverence for him. And then when the dedication of the temple is described in the book of 2 Chronicles, the seventh chapter, we actually hear God making a promise of what he's going to do. And so in verse 14, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven 
and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So here was a promise that if people turned from doing wrong and prayed to God, that God would hear, he would forgive the people and heal their land. That's a pretty profound promise. And then if we looked at 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, it tells us that we are to pray all kinds of supplications, all kinds of prayers for ourselves, but also interceding for kings and for all people who are in authority. And it says that we are to come into this prayer with a sense of thanksgiving. And one of the benefits in lifting up the leadership lifting up those in authority, is that we would lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence as a result. So as executive leaders, there are a couple of things very important to pray for. Number one is to pray for wisdom. And if we think about Solomon in 1 Kings 3, this is what he prayed for from God. He says, you know, how am I going to lead this great multitude of people. And Solomon says, I'm just a child. I don't know how to even come in or go out myself. So he asked God to give him a heart of understanding to be able to judge the people, to be able to discern between good and evil. God honored that prayer, and Solomon ended up being the wisest man on the earth. And people came from far and near to hear the wisdom and the judgments of Solomon. And then in James, the first chapter, verse five, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God and he will give liberally and without reproach, it's going to be given to him if you ask for it. So as a business leader, one of the things you need is wisdom because they're difficult and tough decisions to be made every day. And without an extra measure of wisdom, you might not make the right decision. The second thing that's important to ask for in prayer as an executive leader is for direction and guidance. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 talks about the fact that we need to trust in the Lord, lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths. And then in Psalm 119, the psalmist actually talks about the fact in verse 98 of that Psalm 119, he says about God, he says, you make me wiser than my enemies. And he goes on to say, and have more understanding than my teachers, and have me understand more than the ancients, until finally we get to verse 105 and 119, and he says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So if you think about that, when the lamp is lighting before your feet and before your path, you know which way to go, and you know how to walk, and with the light there, you don't stumble and fall. So now more than ever, leaders need this divine wisdom and also this guidance to see what only God can show them from his vantage point of all wisdom, all vision, all knowledge, and all power. Here's my invitation to you today. If you would like for me to pray for you as an executive leader, 
and or to pray for your business, please send me a message at Dr. Karen, that's D-R period, K-A-R-E-N, at transleadership.com. And I commit to lifting you up in prayer for God's divine wisdom and guidance. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.